USF reached a historic milestone over the summer, accepting an invitation to join the Association of American Universities, also known as the AAU. Welcome to Inside USF, the podcast. I'm Tom Wolfe with University Communications and Marketing. This special episode features USF President Rhea Law interviewing Barbara Snyder, president of the AAU, about USF's acceptance into this prestigious organization and what it means for our community. Prior to becoming AAU president, Snyder most recently served 13 years as president of Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, where she launched her career as an associate professor in its School of Law. She previously served as executive vice president and provost of her alma mater, The Ohio State University, where she also served on the faculty at its Moritz College of Law earlier in her career. Snyder is a graduate of the University of Chicago School of Law and has also served as chair of the board of directors of the American Council on Education. We hope you enjoy her conversation with President Law. President Snyder, welcome to the podcast. I am just delighted that you could join us to talk not only about USF's invitation to join the AEU, but the association's impact in higher education and your vision for how member universities like USF can help address the pressing issues in society. So let's start by talking about USF's invitation to join the AAU. That is a historic milestone that is truly a game changer for our university. When you look at USF's profile, what is it about our institution that led an AAU invitation? Well, like all of our members, the University of South Florida is truly among the very top tier of research universities in the United States. You're doing work that leads to major scientific and medical advancement, and you offer strong graduate and undergraduate programs, and so you you have become like an AAU university, and therefore we wanted you to be one of us. That is wonderful, and uh, we, we are just so excited to be part of, of the AAU. And, you know, USF has actually been pursuing the metrics associated with AAU for over 15 years. So I have been asked by members of our community is, why is now the right time to invite us to join? There wasn't anything particularly magic about it, but I can tell you that AAU reviews current and prospective members using a set of membership indicators. We, we talk about that on our website. And we am watching the trajectory of USF over time realize that your research and education profile reached a point where As I said before, you truly are one of America's leading research universities. This is, of course, a testament not only to the great work that you, President Law, and your administrative team have been doing on the campus, but also to the groundwork that's been laid for years by your predecessor and, of course, by the faculty in particular. I loved the video clip of you sharing the news with President Emerita Genshaft. That really spoke a lot about how many years it actually takes to get to a place where where you become one of America's leading research universities. But that, that was a, a just one fun example. You know, there, there was so much excitement around our university 
uh, when they heard the news, and they realized that it is, in fact, the culmination of a lot of people working very hard on those metrics in order to get there. And not only is it beneficial to the university, but it is beneficial to our students, to our faculty, and to our community. Could you speak a little bit about that? So we think that it's a strong recruiting tool, being an AAU member, that will that will cause more top talent to choose USF over other places. This certainly is true for faculty members. We think it's true for leaders as well, and also for students. It's not just a matter of prestige. It's also the work that, that AAU does to advocate for our members. Becoming part of AAU allows you to be part of this group of institutions working collectively to advance support for scientific discovery and scholarly work and to advocate with one voice for things that, that really matter to our future, like federal funding for research, for student support, things like Pell Grants, for competitiveness, for the university government industry research partnership, which really is at the core of, of the, why the United States is the world's leader in discovery and innovation and has been for decades. You know, that was one of the interesting things about AAU membership. Uh, as I uh, researched it, AAU universities perform 63% of the total amount of federally funded basic research. That's pretty amazing when you're considering that it is done by 3% of the research universities in the country. Can you speak to that? Well, the, it, it, of course, is not just the dollar amount of the research that matters. It's the impact of that research. And the federal funding really is crucial because while there are other sources of support for research, private philanthropy and, and corporate funding, only the federal government really invests at that level. And, of course, only the federal government is willing to fund the kind of fundamental research that, that might not seem as critically important when it's first being done, but decades later can prove truly invaluable. Think about the mRNA vaccine technology that helped us create a vaccine in less than a year from the time that, that we had COVID. And what the real story about that that doesn't get told a lot is that the mRNA vaccine technology is based on decades of research done at AAU member institutions on mRNA, how it functions, and that set the stage for the work that was done in creating the vaccine. That's just one example. There are so many more. I could point to the things in your smartphone that make it smart. Much of that work was was um, coming out of research done at AAU member universities. And I'm really proud of the impact of our work collectively. You know, and that brings me to the question, how do AAU members collaborate? Uh, are there communities of practice or other opportunities to work together that our faculty and university administrators uh, will immediately get plugged into? Yes. Yeah, so in terms of the communities of practice, we have, of course, the group of presidents and chancellors that you are now a part of. They meet twice a year here in Washington, D.C. to talk about the issues facing America's leading research universities, 
and to help us set our advocacy agenda. We also have groups of chief academic officers, senior research officers, government relations leaders, communications leaders, and general counsels for some examples. These groups meet, they talk about challenges, they share helpful practices, and we engage faculty in a lot of these efforts. We've had projects going on looking at doctoral education and how we can make that better, and looking at undergraduate education, particularly in the STEM fields, and we work directly with faculty in those areas as well. And we advocate for Pell Grant funding, and we've worked with student groups on that across our institutions. And that's been, those efforts have been, I think, very successful over the course of years. You know, we really look forward to working together to uh, benefit higher education, uh, particularly policymaking in the higher education realm. You know, we made a point to say that our region and state is also going to benefit from USF joining the AAU, not just our university community. So can you speak a little bit about what is the significance of AAU membership to a university's home city or state? Well, I think it's fair to say that if you look around the country and actually beyond globally too, great cities are home to great research universities and there's a connection there. They, they benefit the cities where they are located and the regions where they're located. Of course, they're great employers. Uh, they, they bring in a lot of talent, bring in students and faculty and staff who support local businesses. They also provide tremendous opportunities to local residents to come and hear lectures on topics ranging from from the scientific to the humanities to the arts, you name it, there are all sorts of opportunities for community members to take advantage of many of the things that go on on our campuses because a lot of those things are open. But I think fundamentally the most important thing is attracting the talent and retaining the talent of these people, faculty, staff, and students who are really tops in their fields. These people conduct research that leads to innovation and often new businesses that directly benefit the metropolitan areas where the universities are located. I could talk about Silicon Valley and the universities there. I could talk about Raleigh-Durham and the Research Triangle. I could talk about Boston. I could talk about Austin. There are so many places that have been affected positively by the presence of one or more great research universities in their community. That's fantastic, and I'm sure that those in our community are really going to be excited to hear the comments that you're making on this podcast. I have another question. Uh, Like other industries, obviously higher education faces its fair share of challenges. So how do you help tout the fact that there is value to earning a college degree and the value that a university has for its university area is far beyond just the bricks and mortar. Well, it is far beyond the bricks and mortar, and and we try to, we are data-driven, so we try to, to use data to make those points. The education for students, tuition and expenses for an in-state student to attend a university like the University of South Florida, it's very affordable. I've mentioned the value of a top research university to a community in general terms, but 
Let me give you some specifics. In 2020, AAU member universities, and of course this is without our six newest members, they paid a total of $100 billion in salaries to 795,000 employees. They produced a little over 5,500 patents, fostered the creation of 676 startups, and 38 of our members are in the nation's top 50 for producing venture capital-backed entrepreneurs. We also are proud of the fact that 453 startup companies that were created stayed in the institution's home state. So of that 676, the vast majority of them were started in the institution's home state. It makes such a difference. That is impressive return on investment. You know, you've been three years into the job as the AAU president after a long career at several other uh, educational institutions. What have you learned about the AAU that surprised you? Well, I knew the AAU very well before I came because I was a member president for so many years. But I will mention two things. One that wasn't exactly a surprise, but I will say the extent of it was surprising. I obviously was aware before I came, but the the really deep polarization in in Washington and the federal government, and of course elsewhere, I I regret because one of the things that has long been true about our universities is that research and education has for many decades enjoyed strong bipartisan support, and I think that should continue to be true. I think it still is true, but I think it's more challenged now. And really the extent of the polarization, it surprised me when I when I started living and working in DC. So that was not exactly a pleasant surprise. On the pleasant side, I will mention that, that the way our universities work together and the collaboration between AAU staff and the staff at our member uh, schools is way more effective and happens on a more daily basis than I even realized being a member all those years. It just happens all over on so many areas. And I think that is surprising in a really good way. Well, we certainly look forward to that collaboration. And just looking to the future, what would you say are the most pressing priorities for AAU in the coming years, and how can we, USF, help in addressing them? Well, I think among the most important priorities would be the, the, the need to continue to invest in scientific research and to develop the workforce we need for the 21st century. It's easy to take for granted that the United States is the global leader in this area and to rest on our laurels, but we will be making a terrible mistake if we do that. While we remain the global leader in R&D performance, the U.S. has 28% of global R&D as of 2019, uh, and that's followed by China, which has 22% of global R&D. We are not investing at the rate that I think we need to. China outpaces the U.S. if you look at federal R&D expenditures as a percentage of GDP. And China's current average rate of increase in investment in R&D is almost double the U.S. rate. So we really have to, have to continue 
to advocate for that collectively. It's so important to our future. It also is so important to make sure we have the workforce that we need for the future. The economy is changing. It's changing, I think, faster now than it used to. So we have to make sure we have the talent that will that will be the workforce of tomorrow. And that means making sure that more Americans have access to an affordable college education and also that we will have to change our immigration laws so that we can continue to import talent as we have in the past. So many of our universities have benefited from international students we've educated here who have stayed here and contributed greatly to the United States, to scientific and medical and other discoveries. So we can't take for granted that we are the global leader. We have to continue to invest in that if we're going to produce the research that matters and the talent that it takes to generate the kind of economic future we want for our country. Speaking of change, the AAU has been around for more than a century. How has its mission evolved over those years? Well, 14 of the nation's leading research universities founded AAU in 1900. Their initial goal was really to create some clear standards for excellence toward which American universities should be striving. Um, And the purpose was to raise the global esteem in which U.S. universities were held, especially compared to those in Europe. In that regard, I think we can say they were extraordinarily successful. America's university system is now I think very widely regarded as the world's best, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But AAU's mission began evolving through the 20th century to what it is today, and that is an organization that advocates for robust investment in research and scholarly work and broad access to a research university education. You know, we were so excited to hear about our invitation, and it's because of things that you were just talking about. It's also because of some incredible, impressive statistics having to do with uh, the member institutions as well as high-profile individuals who have attended AAU universities. I think we've had 13 U.S. presidents, 24 governors, 265 members of Congress, eight current Supreme Court justices, and 60 of the Fortune 100 CEOs. I don't know how many of those that you've had a chance to meet, but I'm curious. Do you have any stories about some of these high-profile alumni that stick out to you? So I have met some of these luminaries. Obviously, I meet with a lot of members of Congress and continue to do that all the time when I'm here in D.C., but have also met Um, some among a group you didn't mention, and those are are some of the best of our best, the Nobel laureates, the members of the National Academies, and so forth. And I would say, I hate to pick out just one or two, but I would say there's a common thread, and that is the value that they place on the education that they received and the difference it made in their lives. A fair number of those luminaries were people who were the first in their families to go to college, which is quite an amazing thing and really speaks to the way that higher education opens doors for lots of people. 
in our country. And I think it's a really powerful, powerful message. And I also think that the value that they place on the education they receive says a lot to future students about coming to our campuses and taking advantage of the opportunities that are there. In so many ways, our campuses are what our students make of them. You know, they, there are more things than they can possibly do, but how they choose to spend their time, not just in the classroom, but outside the classroom too, makes an enormous difference. The other thing that I would say that I learned from talking to so many of these who have achieved so much is the value that they place on the people they met along the way. So they had great mentors. They also had great experiences with colleagues. Many of them forged friendships and in some cases, academic collaborations that lasted through their entire lives. And those are really important to acknowledge as well. I'm so glad you said that because that is a big part of the university experience and certainly for AAU universities that experience is even heightened. For my last question, uh, I just want to share with you, we received the great news about our invitation over the summer when many of our faculty were away from campus. So what message would you have for them as they kick off the fall semester as new members of the AAU? Well, I would start with a huge thank you and congratulations, because really, when it comes down to it, it is the work of the faculty that makes the difference in whether an institution achieves this level of research distinction. And so gratitude would be the right way to start. And I, I doubt that their day-to-day -day teaching lives will feel much different, but I hope that feeling like they are, they are a part of a group that made a critical difference in this way is really meaningful to them. And I hope that they will find that they enjoy some of the things that we talked about, like uh, the opportunity to recruit additionally great faculty to join them as colleagues on the campus of USF and the opportunity to recruit great students and great staff also to be a part of the community there. I hope they'll find more support for their work. They'll certainly find groups to engage with and to commiserate with and to share experiences with, to share successes with, and other people they can learn from. So the research is really critical. It, it holds the, the potential to make our future great, and they are the key part of that. So congratulations and thank you to your faculty and to everybody who was part of this. Well, thank you for saying that, and it, that is so true. We stand on their shoulders. They made this possible. We are doing a number of events to, uh, to thank them and to hopefully just share the pride at having achieved this monumental position at this point. So, President Snyder, thank you so much for joining us and for providing our university community with a greater understanding of the AAU and why this makes such a big difference for our community going forward. Thanks again. Thank you, President Law. Special thanks to our partners at WUSF Public Media and the USF School of Music for providing March Victorious, which in addition to the podcast can be heard at various university events. It was composed by the first director of athletic bands, Sid Hayden.